Hi there guys, we're joined today by Anna Collis, ex-England badminton player and currently on her pathway to playing professional golf. We're going to go through both pathways that she's taken through the sports and her transition through to playing professional golf. Welcome to the channel. Thank you for having me. How are you getting on today? Yes, good. It's nice that the sun is finally out. I know, right? Yeah. Luckily, we postponed to today, yeah. caught the good weather and hopefully we can provide some inspiration today. Yes, hopefully we can. Okay, cool. So let's take it back to your badminton days. Um, how did that all kick off? Could you tell us a little bit more? Yeah, I started badminton when I was 10 years old. Uh, none of my family played badminton, so it was a real new learning curve for me. I was always into sports when I was a kid at school. I've like rounders, tennis, all that, all those kind of sports. Um, I went along to the local badminton club, really enjoyed it. Uh, then went along to County Trials and one of the coaches there picked me up. Uh, said you know you've got potential and if you want some coaching so instantly I had some coaching with him and really got on. I played badminton for England when I was 13, 14 and 15. Um, I had a really good time, I went with a team to Denmark, um, wow, came back okay. with bronze medal and silver medal. Um, I also went... And that's the first time you competed at an international level? Um, no, I went, my parents were very, very, very supportive of what I wanted to do. Um, and I, they, they funded me to go to Poland, Vancouver, Germany and uh, Holland to play in the international competitions. I brought back medals from all of those apart from Holland where I came. I think I came last 16 in both right. singles and doubles, but in best result was in probably in Vancouver when I came back with first um, gold medal in the singles and doubles and then silver in the mixed. So and, yeah, and it's a great experience. Did, did anyone travel with you for those? Uh, uh, yes, so my mum went to um, the Vancouver and then my mum my and dad went, to meet, went with me to um, Poland and Germany and stuff. So we didn't actually go and see much of the country, we just saw badminton halls. But no, it was a great experience playing with international people in a different environment. Yeah. Amazing. And, and what was it like, I guess, being at such a big stage at a young age, yeah. like 13 to 15? Yeah, it was It was definitely an experience. Like when I went um, with Denmark, um, with um, Badminton England to Denmark, I was only 13 years old. So I had to very much look after myself, be really independent. Um, so that was a big, a big learning curve, but it was a good one. Yeah, Perfect. taught me to grow up quickly. Yeah, and that's the thing. I guess you don't really understand what's required of you until you are at yes. that stage because it and is a also, lot more um, dealing like emotionally. You know, yeah. winning, losing. Uh, it's definitely hard. I was only 13 when I was went away for. I think it was about a week actually without my family. So yeah. And in terms of um, when you came back, what was it like with your friends? Like, were they, were they expecting you to come back with, with these medals or was it a bit I, of a shock to them I, to, I to really, see you at such yeah, a stage? Yeah, I, I can't really remember too much actually about my badminton days but um, no, I think they were, I think they were quite, they found it quite cool that I was going away and, um, and competing. Coming back in a, yeah. in a celebrity manner to school. <laughs> so, yeah, no, <laughs> no, it was great, yeah, it was great. You had like the team, England team kit um, and it was just love, lovely being part of a team competing. Yeah, yeah. amazing. And in terms of so obviously you reached quite a high level at such a young age. What then triggered you to, to move over yeah. to, to another sport completely? So when I was 15, I kind of was losing heart really in the badminton world. I didn't really see it um, as a future. Uh, so that's when I spoke to my fitness coach at the time and he said to me, why don't you try golf? So summer of 2013, I think it was, 
I started golf, um, picked up the golf club and seemed to enjoy it. I was just being a member here actually, locally, living live in North Hertfordshire, so I just joined the local golf club, went from there, really had some lessons with the local pro. Then I started competing in competitions. Um, so my first season I went from handicap 36 to 9.7, which was wow. which was really good. Yeah, I um, won some junior opens and bits and pieces, and it was, it was a great feeling getting down to single figures in my first season of golf. What would you say was the main factor in, in you developing so quickly in your golf game? I think definitely the aspect that I've played badminton at a high level. I'm, I work very hard. Um, I'm very competitive and also I think the strength and conditioning aspect of my badminton definitely helped my golf transition you know because I hit the ball further than average um, which has helped me and also competing in competitions you know pressure and stuff I'm used to that kind of stuff um, I think but yeah, but yeah I just generally think the organization you know when you have to be organized to go to training and um, competitions and stuff I think that's all just helped transition me to to play golf and from that point then, after your first year, you got to scratch? Yes, yeah, so I got down to scratch in five years, uh, played in various events, uh, played in the Abraham Trophy, which was to find the top 20 most improved golfers, which was a great experience. Uh, and that's, that's UK based, that one? Yes, okay, yeah, so uh, no, it was really good. It's all handicap based, that's why um, I got selected, I think, when I got my handicap from 36 to 9. Um, and then I played in, I was selected to play in the under 18 regional squad, so um, East East region, right. uh, played for England, which was really nice um, when I was under 18. Um, then I won junior and ladies county champs, which was really nice as well. Um, so yeah, no, it's been a really good five, five, well, this is my sixth year, but it's been a really good five years getting down to scratch and I found this year I've been in, I have been injured, which has been a shame, but the competitions I have played in, I've uh, done, done, done all right in. I had a really good result in St Andrews um, this year, first time I played in Scotland. Yeah. Great experience, lovely, like standing on the 18th bridge on the old course. Uh, I played three rounds, two on the new, one on the old. I had my personal best, uh, six under on the old. Wow, uh, so okay. I finished, I said, shot two over, one over, six under. So I finished the competition 10th. Everyone was off scratch or plus or better. So it was a really tough competition. Um, great experience. Uh, def definitely going back next year. And it helps you to, I guess, put yourself into a position of understanding where you are against the, yeah, the rest definitely. of your peers. Yeah, definitely. And sense. obviously, I was only just got in really off scratch at the time. So I was playing against people better than me. So it was a really good experience. Seeing the standard I need to get to, what I'd need to improve in my game to get to the next... Next, get to get to the next level. Yeah. So yeah, um, this year has been a bit of a disappointing year in terms of injury. Yeah. Um, but I'm back now. I'm ready to do well next season and try and get into. Um, I'm off past zero point two at the moment, so I just need to get into that break into that proper plus Perfect. handicap. Yeah. Perfect. And and I think that's something that's so common across many sports where an injury can really affect, especially the mindset. How would you say yeah. you've dealt with that side of things? Um. I think it, it's definitely very tough. I've dealt with it in badminton. I had two injuries throughout my career. Um, I had Oscar Schlatter's, which is more of a growth when you know when your knee, your joints and muscles don't grow at the same time, so it puts pressure on your knee. So I was out for three months doing no exercise um, for that, and then I had I did pull a hamstring or something. Can't remember it. Badminton, so I've experienced the injuries and stuff. Um, so I knew I knew I just had to be patient when I hurt my back um, in golf. 
um, it was it was a tough because I couldn't do any exercise for two and a half months. I just had to ice my back. Um, especially it was when the nice weather was was there because we've had quite a nice summer. Uh, so it was definitely frustrating, uh, but I just had to be patient and not come back too soon and make it worse. I had to get it back better. Is that what you would recommend to other people going through a Yeah, definitely. Issue? I just I think if you have an injury, you need to fix it, be patient. Um, otherwise, if you try and play on an injury, it's just going to get worse. And sometimes it might be turned into a permanent injury, which could ruin your career. So um, I went to see a specialist in London. Um, because my back's so important, not only in golf, but for the rest of my life. So to make sure I got it sorted. Okay. Okay. So on to bigger things for the next next yeah, 12 definitely. months, hopefully then. Yes. Great. Great. And in terms of, um, I know you've played in a few different countries in the yeah. badminton world. Yes. Um, has it been the same for you in your journey in golfing yet? Or? Um, not yet. Sadly, because I have only been playing for six years, um, it's, it's very much trying to get my whole game together and consistent. I've practiced in Florida and in Tenerife, um, but the furthest I've gone for competition-wise is Scotland. I've played in the Scottish, Scottish and the Welsh Open, but I'm hoping to play next year, maybe in an international, which would be good abroad. Um, and then obviously if it's if my golf's going well next season then in the future near future looking to turn pro when you do go and play abroad lots what, nice what would be the uh the best place that you'd want to or the, the, the ideal yeah um i'm not really sure really. i'd love to play in dubai okay. there's some beautiful golf courses in dubai um so yeah that's uh, that's on my list so that's that's in the next couple of years that we yes, can hopefully, hopefully expect that yeah so when you went to St Andrews um, and you had to travel around quite a bit, um, how do you deal with being away from the, the home luxuries as such and, and just being close to the people that you're... Yeah, it's um, so the season's April to September really, so I stay at home quite a bit over the winter, although I try and go abroad to play um, some winter golf in the sun really, just to keep my practice going and my playing. Um, but during the season it is quite, um, quite full on. I'm away for between two to four or five nights at a time. Um, the competitions are quite spread out, so you know sometimes you'll have at the end of the month you'll have a few weeks when you are at home, and that's when you can practice, see your coach, and stuff like that. Um, but my mum, my mum is a big supporter of me. She um, comes to all my competitions with me. She, it's sometimes nice just to have someone with you who does the driving and sorts out all the bits and pieces, so you can just focus on your golf and relax. Yeah. And I did try a competition a couple of years ago where I took. I drove myself two, two hours, two and a half hours, and then played 36 holes, which is about eight, eight, eight and a half hours of golf, and then drive home, and it's really tiring. So I'm so lucky to have her just to support me in that sense. Um, when I was playing badminton, my my mum and dad did uh, share the driving, and my dad used to take me to training at Milton Keynes once a week, and they obviously both went abroad with me. Uh, sadly, I lost my dad... Um, in 2013 to lung right. cancer. Um, Sorry to hear that. Yeah, that was probably one of my biggest setbacks um, emotionally and mentally. Um, it was just before my uh, A-levels. And, and was also, it a sudden, it's quite a sudden thing? Or? Um, well, he had, lung, he had lung cancer for two years, he was diagnosed for two years. Um, so we knew, you know, he wasn't well. Um, but we were just about to go on holiday. He was having, he was really on a high. From the you know, doctor said he's good to go on holiday. We're going to, he was going to see me play golf for the first time. Um, and three days before he passed away, all of a sudden, so it was a, it was a big. Although he was ill, it was a really big shock. 
and that's one regret I have not him not being able to see me play my play golf yeah. because he was ill. So um, it was really really tough. I think because I was adopted from China at nine months old, yeah. um, I've had a really int- I think I've had a really interesting life, and I'm really grateful what for what I've you know a second chance which I've been given. Um, and I think that losing someone, loved one, you really understand how how much you value family. Yeah. And you should always uh, take all the opportunities you can get and be grateful for the people who are supporting you and don't just you know don't just brush them off. Yeah. And would you, would you say that's been a massive motivation for you in terms of obviously him being part of quite a massive part of your yeah. development for your younger years? Would you say that's really spurred you on to? Yeah, for do sure. What you're doing? I really want to succeed um, and make him proud. Um, so yeah, that's always at the back of my mind. Um, it never when you lose someone, it never you never. It never kind of like just goes away. It's always at the back of your mind. Like you know, I miss him every single day. But you've just got to get on and do better, um, and just make him proud. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure you already are. Just given your growth so far, it's incredible to see how you're getting on. And I'm looking forward to seeing how it really develops on. And I'm, I'm sure your mum is super happy with how everything's gone so far. Thank you. Um, in terms of uh, well, that whole aspect of motivation. Um, what else do you think is really the driving factor for you? Um, what keeps you going every day? Um, I think the fact just that I want to succeed and be the best I can. You know, you only have one life. You've got to make the most of it. I really think that you should. You shouldn't. I've always been a really hard worker. I see people, um, you know, day to day basis who, wherever it is in public, you know, people who have less than me, people who gone through most horrible things and you see you know on TV and all this stuff and you it really makes me think every day you know how lucky I am to give, be given the opportunities I have um, and not to waste them yeah so just trying to just stay focused every day yeah and, and make and just really if you have setbacks I think it kind of makes you stronger to do even better and don't never give up just because think oh because I could have given up this year really because I've stayed on scratch the whole year yeah I've got I have broken into the plus handicap but not plus for like you know plus proper plus they like rounded up um so you know I could have just given up and said well I haven't really gone this mm. much this year been injured you know got my back problem what's what's the point in carrying on but you know you don't just stop just because of one thing you've got to keep going 100% and I think what's important for everyone to understand is progression is never linear no. You'll never have constant progress, but you can continuously put the work in and it will get to the end point of Yeah, I'm a big believer in um, whatever you put in, you get out. So, um, yes, I kind of had like a, a levelling out kind of year, um, but um, I had the first five years were just improving and stuff. So I knew at some point, you know, they'd kind of level out and then hopefully now it's going to go back up again. And what, what do you think is going to be the mi- biggest driving factor for that um, obviously improvement fitness and yeah so I'm really going to um, got a fitness coach who's going to who's aware of my back um, what happened to my back this year so we're going to really work hard on getting a strong core and doing you know um, specific um, exercises which won't aggravate the back Um, I've also got my my golf coach who will be working with over the winter improving my technique going to be working a lot more on my short game I think that's an area which needs to be improved definitely to make, to get to the next level so a lot of short game practice over the winter and making sure that um, it's it's very sharp for the start of the season okay yeah okay cool um 
One thing that comes to mind now is really, I guess you've got a couple of really important people in your lives now, uh, in, in your life now. Um, your, your coach, um, your mother, and obviously your fitness, fitness coach yes. as well is quite, a, quite an important person. Um, aside from those individuals, who would you say is the person that inspires you the most? Is it is it in the golfing world? Is it someone aside from that? Um, I don't really have um, someone who I look up to in particular. I kind of I enjoy watching the pros on tour. I don't really have a specific favourite. I always think, I just think there's a number of them out there who have really good personality, really good. You know when they're under pressure, it's lovely to watch. Them when they're doing well um, and just it's nice to see how they work you know sometimes you see them on the range and stuff how they warm up how they do different bits and pieces so I think all of them kind of inspire me to um, to do well in golf um, and, and then you just try and take a little bit from each of their games and, and the way they compose themselves in, in different yeah. competitions yeah I think it's important to, to look at everyone really you know they're all they're all fantastic golfers they all do they all probably have something different which they do and I you, you know you can take take stuff from them and think oh yeah maybe I'll use this routine when I'm warming up or this putting drill looks really good I'm going to start using that so yeah I definitely think it's important to look at everyone um, and be open-minded and take um, take information and, and helpful tips from everyone. Cool and what would you say to our viewers as as a bit of insight in terms of choosing their own career path? Like yeah so I've never really um, had a specific career which I've wanted to do I've never known what I've you know, this is what I want to do, be a vet, be a doctor, um, be a teacher. I was very open-minded. I love loads of different things. I love sport, and I, my second love is art. I love music. I can't sing, but I love music. <laughs> you know, I love loads of different things. Um, so I've never known what I want to do. And doing sport is very um, mentally tough, I think, because you have to be patient on your journey to get to the top. Like, with nothing, you're never going to go straight to the top. Even yeah. No matter how talented you are or hard-working you are, you've got to go through that journey. Um, a number of times I've thought, okay, I'm going to give this up. You know, I want to start earning my own money, a full-time job, mm. um, etc. But I've just been like, okay, you have to be patient. I want to get to the top. This is where I want to go. I'm going to give it my best shot. Um, because I don't want to get to 40 and be like, oh, I could have been a professional golfer looking back yeah. at it. That's why now I want to give myself the best chance to say, okay, three years, although I am at uni at the moment, but three years kind of full-time-ish, full-time golf. Let's see if I can make it as a professional. If I can't, then very fair enough. Um, I've given it my best shot um, and let's move on and get a, a proper job kind of thing, you know, a full-time job earning money. Um, but I think with if you're if you're into sport, I definitely recommend you know you give it your best shot. If you're prepared to if you're prepared to work hard at it, definitely stick to it and give it a go. Have a backup plan, which is why I'm at university at the moment studying business and sports management okay. as a backup in case the professional golf career doesn't doesn't take off as hoped. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely going to work hard the next couple of years. And what would you see yourself doing? Obviously, with business and sports management, what would you um, see yourself doing? I'm not really path. sure really, it is quite varied, um, quite an open a degree, um, but probably to do maybe events management kind of thing. I'm really interested, I like organising and, and going to different events and stuff, so that might, might be a path I look down if the golf uh, doesn't work out. Okay, and how do you manage the, the time I guess, which is quite an interesting factor, yes. like playing golf, yes. going to uni, <laughs> doing yes. revision, whatever, yeah, all of that. Yeah, it is really hard. Um, I live at home, which is a big help, you know. 
Um, my mum's very supportive in that sense that she lets me lets me camp out at home. Um, so yeah, no, I have to be very organised. People do take the mickey of me actually because I have a diary at my age. Yeah. <laughs> diary. You need but, it. Yeah, I do because <laughs> I run my own badminton club now. Uh, okay, I coach. Well. I coach quite a few clients and I coach at primary schools as well. So um, badminton coaching is great. I love it. It's great fun. Um, it supports my goal financially a little bit. Um, and yeah, so I do that. Then I obviously have to work in the gym, the strength and conditioning. I do a lot of golf, um, and then obviously uni. So I have to be really organised um, and plan my time. Social life is 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 actually okay, but I do have to sacrifice quite a lot of stuff during the golf season in the in the summer. So it's more about how you can fit your social life into yeah. the rest of your diary. Yeah, I think most people who are who compete at sport will probably agree with me that there's a lot of sacrifices involved. Um, I've had to sacrifice quite a lot of my social life, especially in the golf season, you know, April to September, and especially with family, we can't go on holiday in the summer because we're competing. So yeah, I think my mum's a bit fed up with that. We have to go on holiday in the winter. Um, but yeah, no, you definitely have to um, to man be able to manage. I think it's important to have that social life still, still um, do things you want to do, relax and have fun, because if it's just hard work, hard work, hard work, I think, with no, like, me time as it were, I think it'd be quite mentally and a bit physically draining, so I think yeah. it's important to have that right balance. Okay, so given how little time you have, especially to prepare on a day-to-day -day basis, how do you fit in a healthy lifestyle and diet? Um, I'm not one of those people, I won't lie, who does the meal preps. I'm not that uh, committed to my diet. I just make sure that I have a balanced diet. So I will always, always have, you know, like vegetables and stuff. My mum's a pescatarian, so we do eat a lot of fish, which is obviously very healthy. Um, stuff like that, really. We just make sure the meals are generally all right. I'm not one to count calories and stuff like that. I do enjoy myself still. Okay. I think I think it's all right because I'm doing lots of exercise, so I can eat because I have a very big diet, like appetite. I eat a lot all the time. Um, so I think that's all right, partly because I do. I'm, I'm very active, so I'm getting hungry. Um, but yeah, no, you just have to be careful. You're eating the right stuff, especially when you're competing at golf competitions. You know, you have to make sure you're not just eating chocolate bars all day, kind of thing. You know, you have to have substantial food because, and also drink. You have to drink regularly because they say that um, being dehydrated affects your performance by 15%. So it's okay. very important to keep hydrated throughout the day, especially when you're playing 36 holes in one day. Yeah, and it's very physically and mentally tiring. So yeah. It's very important to so always got your just be sensible. Don't, I don't think any athlete has to kind of like deprive themselves. Um, it's just getting that right balance and being sensible, really. So a chocolate bar here and there. Yeah, the chocolate bar here and there is all right. Oh, I did have churros the other day, so you know. <laughs> cheat <laughs> day, yeah. Cheat day comes a bit, probably a bit too often in my yeah. <laughs> in my diet. But at least, but yeah, yeah. To be honest, when you're training so heavily every day, I guess. Yeah, it's not too bad to have a few bit. chocolate bars here and there. Okay, um, and, and does that mean that you have to restrict yourself in terms of going out and stuff at uni mm, and stuff? Or? Not really, to be honest with you, I don't, um, I don't actually go out that much. As in party, party, get drunk, alcohol, that yeah. kind of stuff. Like, yeah. um, I'll only go out and have a drink on occasions, really. I'm not a big, big party person. I like, you know, New Year and birthdays and stuff. I'll go out, yeah. But because I'm sporty every single day, you know, I can't afford to have, or don't really want to have hangovers every single day yeah. or, every, you know, every couple of times a week kind of thing. So, um, and that doesn't affect me. I, I still think that you can go out and have a nice night out and stuff without having to have, you know, to get silly drunk. <laughs> Oh, that's cool,
Sorry, just got uh, attacked by a wasp. <laughs> um, okay, sorry. <laughs> um, and obviously, you're saying don't go out out too much, um, yeah. but you're trying to balance that lifestyle. Yeah. Um, I guess it nicely moves us over to the the social scene, the whole social media aspect yeah. and stuff. Um, your profile's obviously developed and grown quite nicely over the last few months. So even since we first spoke, it's it's. Yes grown quite a lot what do you think has been the biggest factor in that is instagram recently i just have kept it just kept it cool really i have i just post of what i'm getting up to on a day-to-day -day basis really i don't have anything in particular which i'll just post you know like some accounts are just fitness or just food or whatever i just just get it whatever i get up to really um so obviously i think that's um targets a wider audience probably um, and yeah, I've have I've had companies message me like Protein World, for example. They message me and they've sent me a massive great bundle of um, Slender Blend pancake mix, all this kind of you know, um, protein bars and stuff, which was really nice. Um, I've had a few companies um, give me discount codes and stuff like that. Um, and I so guess yeah. yeah, so it's probably something where you actually initially started posting and didn't expect it to go the way it has. Yeah. Just um, just being casual <laughs> yeah do you think that helped probably in terms of putting out the right content for you as well so um, rather than looking yeah. at it as a business just treating it like yeah. it's just a, a yeah. social pl platform for you to talk about what you're doing yes I definitely think I don't really didn't have anything in mind really when I set it up I was just like let's just share what I get up to really yeah. I think um, I, I'd like to think I have an interesting life you know I do lots of different things so uh, why don't you just share it with people and, yeah. and see some people are message me uh, asking me what what kind of stuff do I do in the gym or what kind of food do I eat like or you know like hair videos like fitness videos, all sorts of fashion videos like people ask me all sorts of random things yeah and I think that's quite an interesting aspect is that you do promote so many different aspects of your life um, and I think that's what attracted me to the page is that it's quite a holistic profile where yeah. you're not just dealing with one aspect yeah so there's a lot of inspiration someone can take from that page um, but in terms of like obviously just to get an understanding of that social element as well, has that helped you to, to build out your golfing contacts as well? Or? Uh, yeah, like um, my my main sponsor really has been really helpful. So Nuffield Health, they've been sponsoring me for a few years now. Obviously, that's a massive help. They've got a yeah. fantastic setup all over the country. Um, you know, they've got the gym, they've got the pool, which is fantastic, and you know the sauna, steam room, and all whatever that what else they offer so the gym's definitely been a huge factor of my improvement so I'm really grateful for Nuffield Health to support me uh, it's been fantastic and any other sponsorships that you're working on at the moment yeah. that you can perhaps um, leak or not really working on I'm just looking I'm very open-minded at the moment obviously we're progressing progressing towards turning pro is the aim um, it's expensive to turn pro so I'm definitely looking for some financial help as obviously it's just my mum and I yeah um, so yeah definitely looking for some whether or not it's kind of like clothing equipment or just financially really supporting so that's more going to be once you turn pro yes or maybe and just before you know the because obviously when you turn pro it's expensive so i'm looking i'm starting looking now really to the next stages of my career so sponsorships across various, various aspects yes. like you said the clothing aspect yeah well it's clothing equip help for equipment or just financially really yeah the food lifestyle Yes. Whatever it might or food. be. Yeah, yeah, food, yeah, food, I'll take. <laughs> Protein yes. world. Whoever wants to sponsor. Yes, whoever okay. wants to sponsor me. Cool. Um, I, think that, I think we've covered everything that we want to, to really understand. Um, I, I might just be worth 
telling us a little bit more about what's to come over the next few months, anything you might yeah. be working on, um, yeah, and, and um, some information about how people can, can perhaps get involved with anything that you're doing. Yes, um, so I'm not really working on anything in particular, I don't think. You know, I have my badminton club, which is going really well at the moment. So I'm going to be doing a few like, little camps during the um, holidays, Christmas and Easter holidays, um, for young children to just get them involved and starting badminton and seeing if they like it and stuff. So that's definitely um, going to be happening in North Hertfordshire. Uh, also, um, I'm just I'm just looking at really getting my winter schedule planned um, to give me the best. Uh, opportunity to improve my golf and get stronger in the gym and improve the short game like I mentioned earlier um, and yes going on a holiday which would be really with my family which would be re really nice we're going to Sri Lanka for a, for a little okay, well. while which would be great like kind of after the golf season finish it's not a nice little relaxing just, uh, break just yeah away. definitely just have some time with the family like my brother's moved out uh, moved out last year working in Cambridge so I don't see him as much as I would normally so it's really nice just to spend some family time together um, and then kind of like recharge my batteries and then work really hard for the season okay so one question that comes to mind um, obviously over the winter when the weather's not so great over here how do people develop their golf game? Yeah, well, I think people who are playing at a competitive standard do tend to go away for a couple of weeks or more um, in the winter. Last year I went to Florida for two weeks and had lived on a golf course basically with a um, couple I know. So I'm really lucky that I've had some opportunities and I've gone to Tenerife to play golf. Um, so yeah, no, definitely you have to, it's, it's nice to have the opportunities, but it's, it's a luxury to be able to go away. Um, I think this winter I'm not quite sure what I'm planning yet maybe I'll go somewhere in January I haven't planned anything at the moment so I'll probably just have to grip my teeth really and just get on with it okay. like, I practice in, in all weather really whether it's hailing snowing last year I was the only one on the range when it was <laughs> snowing you know just hitting balls you know I'll practice in anything just as long as I've got lots of thermal layers on and stuff I think um, yeah sadly because we live in England and can't really guarantee nice weather so you got to carry on, you can't just lie in bed all day. No, we've been blessed today, we've been blessed <laughs> yes, today. Yes, um, lovely. What would be the one bit of advice that you would say to anyone that wants to get into golf then? I think um, you need patience definitely for golf. Golf is a, you definitely need patience. Like you, one day you can have a really bad round, one day you can have a really good round or vice versa. It's, it's very much kind of like on the day. Um, there's a lot of things in golf which you need to learn. Um, there's a lot to, not just like the long game, the short game needs to be really sharp. Um, but yeah, no, the most important thing really is just to enjoy it. Um, join a local club if you're really, you know, you want to get a bit more involved, maybe even take lessons. There's always a local pro at the golf club who'll get you started with a basic swing. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely think it's a great game to get involved in. Uh, you know, you can play socially, you can play with four other people in a round, you can have some drinks afterwards and have a meal up here or whatever. So there's great social events and stuff which goes on at golf clubs. So yeah, no, I definitely think it's a good game. So game to, uh, enjoy it and just be patient with the yes, journey. Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. All right, so what we're going to do is just get into some light-hearted stuff. It's the quick fire round, so just say whatever's the first thing that comes to your mind, okay. um, whatever that might be. So okay. if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, who would it be? <laughs> I don't know why, but Alan Sugar came to mind. Alan Sugar. I don't know, really. I don't know why that came to mind. Maybe because he's like a successful businessman, like entrepreneur, yeah. and he I'd quite probably like quite quite like to know how he he came about being doing what he did really in the first place. I don't know why that that came into my head. Maybe was, sugar. was there an Apprentice advert that came on recently? Yes, know. there is actually. Must be, yeah, it? the Apprentice is coming back. So that's probably why. Must I thought be soon. Sugar. Okay, okay. That's an interesting one because then you could perhaps apply some of that stuff in terms of 
taking your golf game forward and applying like some business elements yeah. to it. Interesting. <laughs> if you had a superpower, what would it be? I uh, definitely would want to, to be able to... Ooh. I was going to say be invisible, but I think I quite like to fly. Yeah? Because you can just get anywhere easily. It's so cool to be able to fly. Yeah. Just take away them two hour drives. And yes, definitely. Easier. Just put your bags, you know, your your golf <laughs> bag on, or your badminton bag, and then just fly to your venue, you know. You have few stunning views over the whole place. Yeah. So, yeah. Could be possible soon with like drone flying. Yeah, maybe. You just be Hold hovering around everywhere. Yeah. No, I think that's a good one. That could work. Um, in terms of your favourite artist, who's that? Oh, it's like music artist? Music artist, yeah. Um, I, I kind of like like the R&B type music. I, I listen to a lot of stuff. I quite like Chris Brown, Drake. Um, yeah, I listen to all sorts really, but I like Ed Sheeran. Okay. You know, like, it's a whole list, but probably like Chris Brown maybe. He's got yeah. good songs. What yeah. would be your current theme song? Um, oh, the song which I'm quite into is um, Post to Be. That's a good one by Chris Brown. Um, I like stuff which is kind of like you can dance to, even though I can't really dance very well. But you know, that's so, like singing a lot of energy. Yeah, 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 stuff to get you going. I listen to like a few like um, gym playlists when I'm in the gym, which kind of gets you motivated. <laughs> it's interesting. A lot of sports people that I've spoken to, sports personalities, they will they yeah. tend to listen to more energy based. I definitely music. think so it's like good just to get, get them into the zone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely get you focused. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and in terms of your cheat meal i know you mentioned yes. churros earlier what churros would be is my like, all-time favorite meal. yeah <laughs> so it'd be like if you could add anything it'd be um, churros oh i do love a good chinese definitely um but yeah no churros is my favorite with like nice salty caramel sauce or something yeah they do some good ones at top golf very good ones yeah like they do mini ones and soon. yeah they're really good <laughs> um obviously you've come over from china yeah um can you speak chinese um, so I can say ni hao, which is like hello, and then I can count to ten. But I used to go to Chinese school when I was younger, but that kind of stopped because it was very hard to, for my parents to keep her English, obviously, to like keep track, keep up to date with it, because it's a very hard language to learn. Yeah, so yeah. I gradually, after a few years of going to Chinese school, I stopped going. So over the years, I've just kind of forgotten things. I studied French at school, which probably confused all my Chinese, which I did have. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I can't really speak, sadly, speak Chinese. Any other languages that you can manage? Um, French, um, although I haven't spoken French obviously for a good few years now, but no, I got an A at GCSE at French, so I'll take that. Yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. And the final one, if you were to go to a desert island, mm -hmm. what would be the three things that you take with you? Okay, so I would initially obviously say my um, my phone, but then obviously like it run out of battery, so that'd be pretty pointless. So I'd probably take a, a best friend, um, one friend with me, because obviously that'd be good company. Um, I would probably take golf club. Would you? But then you have to take a golf ball, so that's using up like, all three things. Yeah. And Unless you, you can't really hit a golf ball very the, far, can you? It's you like know, a constant desert. bunker. Yeah, constant bunker. <laughs> Just don't lose that golf ball in the water. Uh, I don't know really. I definitely take a friend. Um, I. Mm, Know, is really. that all you it's need? Just, just one friend. Just the friend, it. yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe some, maybe a, no. Even an iPod, you know, would run out of battery because I love music, but you couldn't listen to uh, music for very long, could you, on a desert island? Not too long. Plus, there's no signal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if I could take three things to a desert island, 
I'm afraid I'd only be able to say. Or do you think I could take three friends? There we go. Ooh. Ooh. Is that pushing That's it? That's twisting a bit? the rules a little a bit. bit, but technically, I different. guess you can. They're all different. <laughs> They're all different. Because like, everything else would be useless, really. I think maybe a pack of cards, although there's only so much solitaire you can play. <laughs> So I think I'm going to go with three friends. I know it's twisting it a bit. Okay, three <laughs> friends. I like that. I like that. Okay, cool. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, what would be the best way for anyone to follow your journey, yeah, your website, um, email? Yeah, so Insta. I have a um, website. <laughs> I can't remember off by heart, but it's on my Instagram account and my Facebook account. So my Instagram is Miss Anna Collis. Um, my Facebook is probably if you just type in Anna Collis, it should come up. Okay. Uh, but my Instagram has all my social media links and websites. Perfect. So, uh, We're going to put them in the description if you want to follow her journey. Again, thank you so much for joining us today, thank Anna. You for having me. Um, I'll speak to you very soon. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Like, comment, subscribe. We also want to know who you want to hear on the latest episode of Chapter Zero. So drop a comment below and we'll do the rest. And remember, don't stop dreaming.